hadn't been done before. When I was a kid coming up, going to Daytona Beach, Florida, how many of you remember going to the drive-in down in Daytona? So there you go, at least one. And uh, so anyway, it's kind of cool. Let me share with you this passage, Joshua 3, beginning with verse 2. Three days later, the Israelite leaders went through the camp giving these instructions to the people. When you see the Levitical priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God, follow them. Since you have never traveled this way before, they will guide you. Stay about a half a mile behind them. Boy, don't this sound. Keeping a clear distance between you and the Ark. Make sure you don't come any closer. Then Joshua told the people, Purify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do great wonders among you. Father, I pray today that you speak to us, and Lord, you share with us your word. Thank you for each and every one that's come today. And Lord, I pray that you will just bless our hearts as we share together. In your name we pray, amen. Well, today I want to share with you this topic Pastor, we ain't ever done it like this before. You know, preacher, maybe you're thinking, why are we having Saturday, a service on Saturday? Well, we ain't ever done it like this before. Why are we meeting in, in, in our cars and, and not in the building? Well, we ain't ever done it quite like this before. Why would we shut down the church in the first place? I mean, we didn't shut the food ministry down. We didn't fit, fit, uh, shut the clinic down. Well, again, we ain't done it quite like this before. Why do we have to consider six-foot social distance? I, I guarantee you before that thing's over with and you're in the building, uh, we're going to be sick of hearing six-foot social distance. I don't know about you, but I'm about tired of it anyway. Uh, thank you. I want you to know that I've had three funerals. Some of you know that Ralph Lumpkin passed away this last week. And uh, we had the funeral at his house. Some of you may have seen that on Facebook. And we also had to, to we drove to Anniston, Alabama. And there we shared, again, six-foot social distance. Around ten people around the grave is all they allow. Well, preacher, why aren't the Waffle Houses open? I mean, come on. The Waffle Houses are down. I can't, I don't, that's getting, I know it's getting my goat too. But guess what? We ain't ever done that before quite like that. In Hebrews 13, verse 8, the Bible says Jesus Christ is the same today or yesterday, today, and forever. While it's true you and I are going through a lot of change. We're going through a lot of different circumstances. Jesus is still the same. Our mission for Jesus is still what it was before we went through and going through the change that we're facing. But we're being forced to, in one form or fashion, I don't feel like the government technically has made me do anything but we are forced to look at things a little bit in a different way. Why? 
because we ain't ever done it quite. I've never experienced anything in my 65 years on the earth like this, and I don't think you probably have either. Beginning the year 2020, we're definitely in a moment of change. We are in a, in a situation where we need to be creative, we need to be smart, we need to be safe, and uh, we are already on the positive side. Every Sunday in here, it was around 300, 350. Last Sunday, there were 2,006 people heard the, our message, heard, heard the message of Jesus. And Sunday, Easter Sunday service, we had 5,000 people that actually heard the message that we preached from Solid Rock. So that's a good thing. That's a positive thing. And that's something that we're going to continue online tomorrow, live stream or not live stream, but pre-recorded. You will hear somewhat of the same message you're hearing now even tomorrow. Uh, Joe has been editing, and I want you to know it takes a lot of hours to get what you see on TV. And uh, if you get an opportunity, thank him, because that, that, I'm glad that he has that skill, because I definitely don't. In Numbers 16, verse 30, it says, But if the Lord does something entirely new, that is, you and I, we're facing something before us that we don't really know how to, to sort it all out. But we're going to take new steps in the future, and they will be baby steps. Some of you go, well, we just need to rush in that building and... Uh, and just take up where we left off. Well, I noticed you didn't do that. You're sitting in your car for a reason tonight. And I believe that many of you are freaked out. Many of you are, are hopefully not scared to death, but you're a bit skeptical. You're a bit, uh, you're, you, you've, been, you've been dealt with in our minds. Well, I don't think we can rush back in right now. That's why we're doing cars out in the parking lot. We'll continue that for a little while. We may change it over to Sunday. We're just going to pray about that and see how things go. But when you and I get together as believers, I hope we understand that we ought to live by faith day by day and not operate in fear. But let's all agree that we can come together and eventually return to this building in a clear, smart, safe, and a well-thought-out plan. So I'm going to ask you, to pray for your leaders, and we're going to be involving other people in making decisions for the future. And uh, just pray that we won't be caught up in the excitement and the hype and make wrong decisions, but we're going to have a new normal. There's no question about that for a little while. In Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verse 9, it says, History merely repeats itself. It has all been done before. Nothing under the sun truly is new. Some people say, well, here's something new, but in actuality, it's really already been done, and there's really nothing on this earth truly that is new. In our text, Joshua was facing for him something that was going to be new, and that is Moses had failed as the leader, and now Joshua was taking over the people and, and leading them under God's leadership into the promised land. Verse 2 says, Three days later, the Israelite officers went through the camp, giving instructions to the people. 
when you see the Levitical priest carrying the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God, move out of your positions and follow them. Verse 4, since you've never traveled this way before, they will guide you. Stay about a half a mile, which is 2,640 feet behind them or behind the ark of the covenant, keeping a clear distance between you and the ark. And make sure you don't come any closer. For the ark of the covenant, if you came that close, the people immediately died. Now, I've been... (laughs) I've probably been the poorest social distant pastor you've ever seen. When somebody hugs me, I hug them. When somebody bumps me, knuckle bumps me, I bump them. When they elbow me, I elbow them. I've had a mask on one time and I took it off. You saw it on my Tennessee mask and you probably are saying you needed to take that off anyway. Well, I'll hush. (laughs) I got you. I got a Georgia mask. Calm down. Well, there you go. Jesus gave, or, or Joshua was given a challenge for a very challenging time. And he was given a threefold instruction. And that's what I want to share with you. First of all, he was told to watch for God. In chapter 3, the Ark of the Covenant is mentioned seven times in chapter 3. The Ark of the Covenant was a special piece of tabernacle furniture that symbolized the presence and power of God. When the ark was in the Holy of Holies, the glory of God rested upon it and was in and was the dwelling place of God. You and I have that are born again, you and I that are saved, you and I that know Jesus, we have the Holy of Holies in us. We have Jesus in us. We have the Holy Spirit Signed, sealed in us. But when you and I, what that means for you and I is that when God moves, that's when his people move. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I believe if nothing else, we've been taught a lesson if, if not, if, in this situation that God, I believe, is trying to get our attention. I believe that God has put the brakes on some things. I believe some of you realize, you know what? Some of the things I've been doing wasn't quite as important. I haven't been spending the time with my family like I ought to, and now I realize that I've been making some mistakes, playing football, baseball, basketball, soccer, going to cheerleading, and not even having time to breathe may not always be the best thing for the family and for the children as they're reared up. You see, when God stopped, they also did the same thing. What's the valuable lesson here? When we face times of crisis, when we need direction in life, we need to be sensitive to the movement of our Lord God. I promise you, God is with us in this trouble. God is with us in this circumstance. And if you, if you and I want to, to be on, on point with God, we need to watch what He's doing. He will lead us. He will teach us. And he will show us the way. In John 5, Jesus said these words, 19 and 20. Jesus replied, I assure you, the son can do nothing by himself. He does only what he sees the father doing. Whatever the father does, the son does also. 
For the Father loves the Son and tells Him everything He's doing. And the Son will do far greater things than just healing this man. You say, what are you talking about? Well, you and I need to be watchful. We need to watch each and every day. I know you want to be careful, and I want to be careful. You, want, you don't want to catch the coronavirus. I, I was talking to somebody today, and I invited him to come tonight, and he said, well, Mike, I done been tested, and, and I haven't got the test back, of, uh, and I may have the coronavirus. I said, I'll tell you what, uh, stay at home. <laughs> I, I'd just soon not get it now that we're passing the, the hump of the virus. But understand that we may, some of us may catch that. And we don't have to fear because you and I are God's child. And I tell everybody, good night. That would, if something happened and took me out, that would be my access into glory. And that ain't all bad, even though I know that we don't want to do that for our kids' sake. And we don't want to leave any time earlier. And I don't believe you will than God has for us. So we need to, to watch God and pay close attention. The second thing is found in verse 3. When you see the Levitical priest carrying the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, move out from your positions and follow them. I believe that God wants us to follow Him. And you say, well, <clears throat> what about in, in my job? Well, some of you may not have a job. Some of you... and, and and by the way, if you know of anybody that's lost their job, how about giving us some word about that? I know I've heard of some that, that possibly have the hours cut, but let us know because we want to try to help people every way we can. <clears throat> but you and I are told that it's not enough just to know what God's doing. There comes a time that we have to leave our comfort zone. Now, let me ask you something. I believe you sit and listen to me in your truck tonight your car tonight, in one way you have left the comfort zone of the building. But you know what? Some of you have found yourself comfortable at home, haven't you? You kind of like being able to be around the house. And, but, it, but it is it because of, of the fear of catching a, a virus? Or is it because of, of, you know, you and I trying to not give what we possibly could have to other people? I know my wife, She's, she's cooked more than she's ever cooked before. She's uh, had meals. We've had our families over. You say, well, uh, I thought you were supposed to isolate yourself. Well, we did. We isolated ourselves with our family and had a good time, and we've enjoyed that. But we also know that we, uh, there have been some trying times. What is your comfort zone tonight? Where do you find yourself most comfortable? Well, I'll tell you this. God's people in, in, through the 40 years of coming out of Egypt, if they were comfortable, they sure did a lot of whining and complaining. And I hope that you're not being guilty tonight or this afternoon of being a whiner, <clears throat> of being negative in your attitude or complaining or pointing at conspiracy theories or whatever. Listen, we, keep, we need to keep our eyes focused on Jesus. And if we're going to do that, we're going to face in this world obstacles. We're going to face hardships. We know that God's people, when they came out, 
that they ended up not having any food and, and they began to pray to God and God provided manna from heaven. They also didn't have meat in Numbers uh, meat in 11, Numbers eleven four says from the sea, God sent quail. So much quail that it actually, they said they ate and gorged so much that quail came out of their nostrils. We also know they didn't have any water, and this is where Moses messed up. Instead of speaking to the rock, he got angry and hit it and lost his rightful leadership. It is sometimes frustrating when you're going through some complicated and difficult times. The people were sent while they got to the edge of the promised land. Twelve spies, ten come back saying, we can't go in. It's totally impossible. And Joshua and Caleb said, listen. We can go in. God's with us, and he will take care of us. He, they said, we look like grasshoppers in light of all of those problems, and maybe you feel a little small today. Maybe you feel a little insignificant today with all the problems that we face or that we potentially are going to face. And thank God our governor put our, putting people back to work or we were going to face even worse now, uh, worse things because of, of not having been able to go back and, and seeing our economy crash. So he says, we watch for God, we follow God, but then thirdly, we honor God. Look at verse 4. Since you've never traveled this way before, they will guide you. Stay about a half a mile behind them, keeping a clear distance between you and the ark. Make sure you don't come any closer. Keep the distance between you and the ark. Now, that's a, that's a world of difference than the distance of six feet. But let, but let me share with you that going forward, I believe in the days ahead, we're going to see some uncomfortable things. Some of you may even get your feelings hurt. Some of you are already mad, you're bitter, you're angry. Some of you are pointing and trying to blame everything that moves. If you'll remember, before this all took place, across America, the church was declining. And I like what David Wilkerson, who gave the prophecy now with Jesus, and he said this, that New York was going to face a, a terrible, uh, de, uh, what they faced, and that they were going to come all over the world. People were going to come to a stop, and it happened. And now, I'm praying that the last half of what he said takes place and that you and I will face because we've finally allowed God to get back in charge instead of man, and we see and experience a great awakening. Let me ask you right now, in, in the comfort of your car, I don't really know where you're at in this, and, and maybe you haven't missed a lick. Maybe you're, you're just exhausted as you were or more so, after this than you did before. But I want you to just bow your head and close your eyes. And, and Joe's going to share a song with us. And I don't know where you are in your terms of watching for God or following God or honoring God, but I got news for you. God may be the only thing in, in, in this situation for many of us that gets us through what we're going through. And as he begins to share with us this song, I want you to think about your life right now. I want you to 
tell me and, and you, you tell God, where are you at? Are you in your comfort zone? Or is finally God putting you in a situation where you're uncomfortable? You've had to feel some insecurities. And God wants you to feel secure in Him. Because He's going to take care of you no matter what comes our way. So, Joe, share with us that song in our moment of, of prayer together. You've unraveled me with a melody. You surround me with a song of deliverance from my enemies until all my fears are gone. Well, I'm no longer a slave to fear. Well, I am a child of God. Well, I'm no longer a slave said amen. Let's hear that amen horn again. Come on, everybody. Yeah. Amen. I will say this is the first time I've ever been on the radio. Uh, wanted to say hello, mother. <laughs> <laughs> hey, mama. All right. Next Saturday, five o'clock right here. 
And uh, you know, 